What is up, guys? Talking with Tonka, episode 15. I told you this was going to be a special one, and it is. Special co-host today, Curdy McGurdy Gibson. What's up, man? And then... Big ups, my boy DJ Nader. He's going to hello, guest hello. this week. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me no on. No problem. Faithful listener, so it was you know it was easy. I've listened to I don't I can't say I listen to every episode, but I've yeah. I've listened to probably I want to say like fifty percent of them. I was at okay. the live podcast recording, yeah. so I'm is that I'm what, very I'm very invested into the t- talking with Tonka podcast. Is, so. so is that what made you a faithful listener, seeing us in live, doing it live? No, I mean I'm I'm going to support anything you put out, but I you know it, that. it made it you know easier to like you were doing the live podcast i'm like let's come in and then yeah. you hit me up i think it was either yesterday or two days ago yeah, and Monday. You're like, yeah. you want to be on the podcast and i was like i was waiting for this moment I was <laughs> oh like, <my> yes <laughs> so it's it's weird uh because i i was doing my taxes <laughs> this week and i Fun usually, start. yeah right <laughs> and i looked at my calendar who was gonna be on the podcast this week i'm like oh shit I never booked nobody. It. I never booked anybody because I messed up last week. I had Lowry booked and I had Fishtown Creative booked, and then Lowry's allergic to cats. So I was like, "Man, I don't feel like going mobile." You know what I mean? So let me see who's around and who's available. And you guys are the first people I hit up. So let's go. I love yeah, it. Yeah, my my availability is super super easy during for, the week. Oh yeah. And I appreciate you bringing the mixture for a Tonka tea, man. Yeah, Cheers, guys. I, I figured if, if I was coming to the Tonka residence, you know, what kind of guests would I be if I didn't bring some Tonka teas with me? So. Yeah, and I got something cool brewing with them, uh, with them and like a Stratus collab. It's nice. Be sick for like a Sunday day party, like once a month. That's perfect. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, there's a bartender over there, Pat. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, he wants to bring another canned beverage in there, and I hooked him up with my boy at Stateside, so we're hoping, we're hoping to get it in there. If it gets in there, and then... Can confirm, parties once a month are pretty decent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, right? You're, you're, I wasn't going to plug. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're poor decisions party, man. I'm mad I couldn't no, make dude, it. Plug, work, plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug that, John. That, it was such a great time, man. It we talked it. about it before. We even had it. That first yeah. one was certainly like we didn't really do much a promotion, yeah. but I feel like the first one that we did was enough talk to be like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. not going to miss it. Yeah. It didn't hurt also that they combined their one-year party with it, which mm. was, um, I think, they technically opened St. Patrick's Day 2022. So I think that they just waited the time out. But just a mixture between, I felt as if the music, you know, where you can't necessarily go just anywhere, it being on a Thursday, so probably being like one of the more like, oh, this is obviously the place to go. Yeah. Um, but And then also having Smooth, like, pretty much tell people, like, hey, come with us. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was, honestly, you know, I hope that it continues obviously yeah. Oh, yeah. but i think at the, we all yeah yeah i think <laughs> i think at the same time there was a perfect combination of a couple of different things that really made that yeah. go off but again between the pictures thank you to aaron yeah Razor, who i was took gonna say that picture, helps man a hundred percent so i think that just more or less is having a really good start was mm-hmm. great because i think it'll start to project as time goes on yeah and again we're people are already having the talks can we do it more often this that the other thing i think that's perfect because yeah i still want to just continue to keep it once a month to really Love get that. people to plan ahead for it it's a must not miss it's not where it's a it's more or less as a way i think people would be like i have to go if you you ever want a a two-hour pop punk set let me know (laughs) Um, i mean there might be a possibility especially in the summertime if uh you know people are tend to be down the shore i think they might get creative i want to do one in sea isle i think that would really pop off down there uh yeah i mean anywhere down the shore is probably gonna be super popular so nader what's up man not much, you're man. Pop, you're popping up so much now in my feed, DJ. Am all I? Over the are, place. The, are the SEO, the analytics, are they <laughs> are they doing work? Good. I guess because I see you're playing everywhere, everywhere that we're all playing now, which is I yep. love to see. Because mm-hmm. I, I met yeah, you absolutely. in Atlantic City. I remember me and Eddie were doing a Sunday at Bally's Beach Bar. It was the first day I met you. That's 
Yeah, so I think so. I remember. Did, I, I know for I know for a fact the first time I met you was at Bowie's Beach Bar. Yeah, uh, I was tagging along with Eddie. Um, little quick backstory. So when I first got into DJing, um, I was like seventeen, eighteen, and I'm like, hey, like I kind of want to give this a shot. Right. And I was listening on the radio to Wire ninety six five driving back from college, and you know it's the you where'd know, you go to college? Uh, Ryder University okay. up yeah. in like Ewing. Trenton yeah, I know area. Where it is. Yeah. And I'm listening to just Wired on the my way home, and you know it's like you're in the mix with DJ Nine, and I was like, <laughs> I know that. Drop. I'm like, this is I'm like this, this guy's pretty good. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me just like reach out to him and just kind of you know get this ball rolling. Yeah. So I I tweet at him, and this is probably like 2014 Twitter at the time, Ooh. and I'm like just listen to this said on the radio from you know dj9 i followed him that night and i dm'd him and i'm like hey like i really want to give this a shot like do you have any tips and he got me going man like i i'd listen to his uh throwback mixes uh that he had with wire i don't i don't think they were in association with wired i think they were just his like throwback mixes yeah 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 and i would listen to him and i'd be like at the time i had no library i had nothing going on so i i would reach out to him and i would send little timestamps. i'd be like 1325 i'm like what's that track then he would send it to me on facebook messenger like immediately i'm like he's always on his fucking computer i'm like this i'm like this guy's the man so um very nice fast forward the the first time i met you i had a gig in atlantic city at harris i had a room overnight yeah and eddie was in atlantic city too and he had that bowie's beach bar gig super early in the morning yeah and we it's funny because we both we both were in ac that night yeah, so all so, three of us. So I, I told Eddie, I was like, look, man, like I have an extra, I have a hotel room for the night. I have two beds, and like, if you just want to crash here, I know the beach bar gigs early. I was like, I have no morning gig. Um, I'll you know crash here and come with you to Bowie's Beach Bar. Yeah, and that's where I met you. Yeah, and I think the first time I met you was it Bowie's or was it at Shenanigans? Uh, I think our first time actually meeting. Certainly was shenanigans. Oh, I was gonna say, say yeah. it was Bally's Beach Bar. It's the pe- place where people come yeah. together. It's you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's a DJ uh, meeting place. <laughs> it's because it, shenanigans was definitely where we're, him and I met. I yeah. think he just finished up a set. He introduced himself at the end of the night, and it was just like, hey, I like what you got going on. This that yeah. the other thing, and you know, how many people have done that to you in your yeah. life? That you know, not to say that disrespectfully, like, oh, what's that? But you're always, you know, oh, it's very nice to meet you. Thank you, because you never know who can be who. Yeah. Um. But again, and this is the same talk we had like right before we started recording you can tell who's very interested who will follow up who's persistent without being annoying and who is really interested in getting involved and i think right. you begin to separate yourself in that way and nate did it a perfect way yeah so again he just said hey it's nice to meet you i was just at so-and-so do you know so-and-so yeah. um like kind of you know not just like i'm some random guy who djs yeah and not again yet. not the same way name dropping i think it's just more or less as like hey i kind of get what's going on yeah i'm not just anybody yeah um so like i said he was very respectful came in said hello love that and then again at the same time a couple months later it might have been even the same summer am i wrong that we had met again at bally's beach bar that's when we had it might have been the following summer yeah i don't i don't know if it was that summer exactly but um i saw your schedule and then you were at bally's and i think i was in atlantic city was it the week during the dj expo perfect time because i had tried telling them like if you remember back in like 2012 when we were all kind of getting together they used to have like a dj get together at the beach bar i was i was 
telling the person that booked it at the time, like, hey, I think we should really get this together, this, that, the thing. And it was just getting to a point like where it was getting closer and closer and nothing was coming of it. So I was just And that's like, when you were on it. Tuesdays, right? Yeah. And it was just that Tuesday was going to be one of the bigger days. So I was like, you know what? I'll just invite whoever wanted to come out. Nobody uh, really was interested in coming out, which is fine. But Nate was the one guy. And this goes back to what I was just saying. is like persistent without being annoying. Yeah. Only person that showed up came to DJ for free, came to hang out and doing all this other stuff. So I think that he really separated himself where I... I felt anyway at this point where you can tell like someone's different yeah um so again did a really great job he asked me a lot of questions i don't think necessarily like he was unskilled he was obviously very well off doing what he was already doing but that was my introduction to him where it was like you know a little bit of luck time meets preparation and yeah i'm gonna mess that up but um i think he just introduced himself in a very good way and i think that was kind of our, the beginning of our friendship, I could say. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember like what year it was, or, I think. or like why I was yeah. down there. But um, yeah, I think I think I was playing at HQ two during the day. I think it was the next noon, day. That's what you told I think me. it was like noon to five, mm-hmm. and then you started at Bally's. Whatever, whatever it worked out, I was down there already, and yep. I saw that you were there, yep. and I was like, I got yeah. nothing going on. Like, let me swing on. by. So. That's uh, that's funny because it's like. I feel like that's all like how our door in the week works. I, I got nothing going on. I'll play yeah. golf. I'll do this. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll do that. So it's, I, and that's funny. All three of us golf as well. Yeah. So. I knew that was going to come up at some yeah, point. Well, we're, we'll going to get to that. But since you start, said you, uh, Eddie's pretty much how you started with your library. What was your first setup? So I'll give you just like a brief introduction how I got started DJing. Okay. I guess that's kind of similar to how it all realms in. So um, I was like 17, 18 at the time. Uh, always had a knack for music. Um, in high school, I would like I would rap a little bit. Like I was Whoa. always I was always I was always into music. Okay, you can't say you were a rapper and then not drop a verse. <sighs> what do you? You do have to give me a beat or something. I mean, I'm, I'm a <laughs> I'll, DJ. I'll, I'll get Eddie on the uh, um, on Facetime. He'll do it. Boom, 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 is there any like old YouTube links or anything up? That you could probably find a rap on YouTube. All right, we'll, do All right, we'll let it slide. Yeah. We'll let I know, it slide. I know yeah. one still exists up there. Okay. Love that. But I was always into music. Um, I first started kind of learning how to DJ with virtual DJ. I would take, I would go on YouTube. I would find an instrumental. I would find an acapella, studio acapella if I could find it. Pretty much whatever they had on YouTube at the time is like what I got to make these mashups. And I would go on virtual DJ, I would like start an instrumental. And then when it came time to drop the acapella in, I would drop it. And the whole time I would be recording. And if I was off, I had to restart the whole thing over again. Cause I didn't have, I didn't have any equipment. So I was like, I have to perfectly time this. And then I have to sit here for two and a half minutes and make sure that these B grids are on, you know, the same line all lined up. And that was like my first, I would say, setup i know that's not like equipment wise but that was how i kind of learned how to beat match and everything um fast forward to my first actual setup uh my dad was planning a surprise 50th birthday party for my mom okay and he knew i was always into music and he was like hey what do you think about just instead of renting a dj i'll just buy you some equipment and you can use it for the gig and you know run with it if you want to kind of get into this and i was like that it's awesome. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Why, 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 how can I sure, say daddy. no to that? Sure, daddy. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, my first actual setup was two 15-inch Harbinger speakers from Guitar Center, which are just, now I know, just not good. Not good, no. Um, and I had a Newmark Mixtrack Pro 2. Love that. Great entry-level controller. They're the first spinning ones, right? They spun. 
The platter you, spun? You're you're thinking of the NS seven? Oh, okay. That was I can that, visually see exactly the, the, what I think it was I think it's about. the NX or NS seven is the uh movable turntables, but no, this was just like a two channel it was like two hundred bucks. I think my okay. whole I think my whole initial cost was like six hundred dollars. Damn, Pop Dukes pull, pulled out for you, I and that's that. like kind of what you'd spend on a DJ for like a private event. So, um, yeah, my my first gig was for my mom's fiftieth surprise birthday party. I uh, I was living at I guess I was home at the time, and do you remember those CD racks yeah, where you had all of them in there? Yeah, I went in there and I took you know the seventy one disc, the seventy two disc, the seventy three disc, and I burned them all onto my laptop because I know what kind of music my mom likes. It was all oldies and stuff, so um, started building my library there, and that was my first DJ gig, my mom's fiftieth birthday party. Damn, mom Deuce got him started. Yeah, mom and, and dad actually. And yeah. from from there, I just ran with it. Um, Love that. You dude. know, I loved it. I, I started working with an entertainment company. You know, I took the money that I made and I put it back into myself and got rid of those harbingers. You know, I got rid of that new mark and got a pioneer mixer. And from there, it's just taken off. You know, I, yeah. I said, like I said, you're popping up all over my feed now. Thank you, thank Make you. Wolf, Barstool. I think you play that Hoboken spot we all play. Well, I only played once, but <laughs> I'll get in. Good old, that. good old Tenth and Willow. Shout yeah. out Tenth and Willow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we all we all have that in- introductory story, right? Where we all start, and I think one of my first like gigs was a family party as well, and it was like. You know, I didn't really have an extensive library at the time. Like, I just and had neither what did I, had. I, you know? Yeah, I had like the bar book from Tiki Bob. So, like, I'm just playing like whatever I could think of, you know? And I still remember seeing these pictures, it made me cringe because, like, I was on uh, a CD player, like, stackable one where it was like the players were up here, but your CD drive was down here. You know what I'm talking about? The rack mount. Exactly you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. No, you, there's no, like, there's no scratching, nothing. It's literally these no. analog things. It's like, it was like, prehistoric you know yeah. what i mean and when i was working at tiki bobs i was unplugging stuff and plugging it into my serato like trying to figure that out and i was using serato with a rack mount when it first came out wow. yeah it was like i had to like really jerry rig it to get it to work but man was that easier than pulling out cds because like <laughs> oh this sucks <laughs> i was like that that oh man before See, computers oh. that's that's the part of djing that i i really never got to experience yeah um, you're not missing nothing <laughs> You know, in, in, in today's day and age, it's it's very, you know, some would say easy to become a DJ. Um, you know, anybody can go to Guitar Center or go on Sweetwater and buy a, you know, $300 controller or whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I part of me wishes that I started DJing a lot earlier. I, I, I wish, like, I wish I DJed during the 80s. I wish I DJed during the 90s. There was there was a video that I saw pop up. I think it was a Jazzy Jeff video. He's like, where, what era of DJing? Would, would, where, what club would you want to DJ at now that's not open anymore? Everybody said Club 54. Yeah. That's like obvious. the disco era. That seems obvious, though. That like, that must have been so much fun back then. I think that was actually probably... What year was that? If you don't mind me asking, I can't remember. If I'm being honest, <laughs> was it the '70s yeah. or so? Yeah, yeah. I think. If, have you guys ever watched the documentary Limelight? It's about no. all. You should. Lime listen Light. Limelight. Yeah, you should definitely listen to it if you're checking it out. You could probably find it on Amazon Prime. It used to be on Netflix. This is you know pre-COVID is when I watched it. Yeah, but it goes down the line of like really where nightclubs opened up and like how it progressively. It's one gentleman in particular, and I'm going to mess up his name. I can't remember, but he was basically the godfather of all of these really well-off nightclubs. Really? 
Really? And the first one was like pretty much, you know, the equivalent of Studio 54. I can't remember if he's anybody with Valve. I don't believe so. But I think it was two nightclubs in general, the first one being in like the late 80s, early 90s. Right. And then the second one, or maybe the first one, was in a church. Like they had reconverted and everything. But it was... um, the second one was more hip-hop driven. So the first one was more dance driven and the second one was more hip-hop yeah. driven where they were getting hip. And they were coming down on this guy about drug charges when he was stone cold sober. Like it was obvious that he was really yeah. erupting. So I don't want to ruin any of it for you yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 100% if you get the opportunity, Limelight is definitely yeah. one of the better ones. Somebody recommended it to me in like 2014, 13 or something and I watched it immediately. So I don't, I don't think we talked about it on your episode, Kurt, mm-hmm. but what was your first setup? I think we... Uh, well, I'm not sure if we talked about it. I, I think it might, might have been brief. Have... It was definitely um, the Newmark CD rack. It was like you can plug two CDs in, and then you can technically mix the songs if you wanted to. Okay. And I used to just record like basically whatever it was that I was doing, which was probably garbage to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I would, I couldn't afford Serato. Now, Serato had already been out. It was like the new thing. Yeah. The Serato boxes were like, you know, pretty much whatever. It was like one and two. Two had just came out and one was already standard. Yeah, Which yeah. one pretty much stayed standard until like four, right? Yeah, like I, ha- it was- I still have my one box. Oh, wow. Actually, no. You know who has my box that I want to get it back? Patrice. Oh, wow. He still has it. I let him borrow it once. No. And it was like, I don't think I'm ever getting that thing back. I'm now they discontinue. You can't connect the. I know. I just want it for nostalgic purposes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I still have my 56, my 57, my 62. I have all my mixers. You have no reason to get rid of that stuff. No. Though. It's like mm-hmm. timeless. It's yeah. Like- I'm like, I I'm still, like Kurt. I like to hoard equipment. I yeah. still have I still have my <laughs> Newmark MixTrack Pro 2. And Good. Like, honestly, like. One of these days, I think I'm gonna like frame it and put it in a shadow box. Like that's that's where I started right there. Yeah, and, you know, love that dude. Doubt like down the line, like that's a good piece to have. You know, I don't know how long I'm gonna be DJing for. You know, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Yeah, but like that. that's like to have that piece of equipment that you first started on is like that's pretty cool to have with you just as like a, a piece in your in your home. Yeah, or something. facts. Yeah, I mean that's and that you know it's funny. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, rest in peace, Chris Perry. I have his his uh cdjs i think we talked about that yeah um, you don't know chris uh nader but that's something i never want to get rid of because yeah. they were his you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i was like he was a friend of ours he passed away so i feel like i have to keep him now you know what i mean it's like a like a homage to him absolutely right you know, back in like right 2012 13 14 we used to be a part of this big group that we'd get together which i again Lancaster. still think i still think we should probably still start to begin to do i would really love to do that um but Chris was like kind of the centerpiece of things where yep. he was mutual in the sense that funny guy, he'd literally come dressed up like a clown. Yeah. He'd come, he used to have like rubber chickens. He literally got Sean Paul to like hold it like on stage. It was hilarious. Dude. Yeah. Sean I like when Paul. he used to dress up as the old guy with Dutty. the walker. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He used to dress up the old guy with the walker. hundred percent. And he'd go to the strip club and yeah. he'd have like pictures of, I mean, the guy was just like, you know, um, Life. Match Adams, like yeah. it was a better, you know what I mean. Better way Perfect to really think of it. Yeah, Perfect um, he was just trying to be the smiling, you know, example of everything. Anytime and there he would was be a, a teacher during the day, he didn't need yeah. to DJ, but he did it because he loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he used to DJ all over too. Like, yeah, I can't say he definitely lost contact with me during COVID, but yeah, I, I think everyone kind of fell out at that yeah. time, well. and then that's when I kind of heard about everything. Like I, he, I, at the time. Just before that, he was going to and from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Because I think he was saying, or and again, maybe it was Dominican Republic, but it was one of those countries where he was like literally thinking of going and just staying there. And we were like, don't leave, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't, I don't, I don't know if he was telling people that he was experiencing issues or like whatever, you know, his hospitalization yeah. was. But I had found out after everything was over, I was like, oh my God, that's like such a hit in terms of 
our industry, if you yeah. knew the guy, he was a hundred percent just he for light, everyone. You know, you you know, you tell girls all the time that your smile will light up a room. Well, he was the person that would light up a room. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with him. I, I never yeah. had the. He used to bring blow up dolls to parties that you could sign and stuff. Yeah, dude, he, <laughs> he was, was not so man. funny. Yeah, he was really nice, great guy. dude. Um, so that's why I think we should have meetups because people like that come into the group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. and I I feel like now that you know all three of us were part of uh, smooth event group, so it's like mm-hmm. I feel like as that group gets bigger i feel like we should have some stuff like that especially yep. he's know. listening he knows what we want to no do. smooth is yeah. not a faithful listener you okay. know it's a shame <laughs> uh he was telling me last night he's like oh i gotta i gotta catch up i gotta catch up you ain't catching up bro we but, we faithfully listened when we were in tampa we was yeah yeah we, me and smooth listened to the montone episode in our airbnb room yeah. uh it's what he doesn't know think, yet I, I don't think i told him but I, so because i'll be down the shore most weeks it's season two of Talking with Tonka. It's gonna be talk, Talking with Tonka on the bay. It's gonna be recorded Ooh. outside on my deck. We're all, you know, we're gonna be sitting in lounge chairs and nice. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I, I and I, I have this idea where I haven't met my my housemates yet. Nikki from Barstool, Big Nick, is one yeah. of, one of our roommates. Oh so, right, yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm thinking of having each week a guest. The guest co-host is a part, someone that lives in my house. And I'm gonna spring it on them last minute, and they're hungover or whatever. I'm just gonna spring it on them, and they're gonna they're gonna. You should you should bring them on like after a nut. Is it in Sea Isle? Yeah, the yeah, house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth was trying. Smooth was trying to get me to to get you in. Should have did it, man. I'm telling you, once you're, you once I don't you get a know, taste. man. I don't like I. I'm talking like to him and I'm trying to think about like logistically does it make sense and like I have Sea Isle gigs that I have booked for the summer yeah and I have Atlantic City gigs that I'm booked for the summer and and I'm down the shore but I'm just like trying to think like am I going to utilize it that much like I I know all you guys are down there and it'll be a blast yeah but I don't know I'm still thinking about it it's going to be a lot of a lot of hungover nights I could see it already but you should. (laughs) interview them after a night of drinking yeah yeah so you could, you season, get them two, when they're drunk. season two is gonna be interesting now that i, I i'm kind of comfortable now talking to people i feel mm-hmm. like it's it's getting a lot easier and yeah. a lot easier to the more you do it yeah absolutely. so i'm like yeah. i think i think i don't know i think about i don't know the complete direction i want to go and i'm still going to have guests like you guys on yeah. like i'm definitely going to season two i'm bringing a lot of people back from season one and see how this last year progressed yeah. for you and the, the, those kind of things and i want to see you know especially with your party like and like how that's progressing mm-hmm. and stuff like that I'll catch up with people you yeah. know what i mean because that's pretty much what this is kind of about you know what i mean because like i see you guys all the time but we don't get to hang out yeah right yeah. And, talk. and other and people don't get to hear what kind of our conversations right, are like exactly somewhat similar and this. like that's why like i have i have other people that aren't in the industry on like i had fishtown creative last week great episode by the way thank you pancakes yeah. protein shakes was on the week before that he's a food blogger from philly and like go to the small businesses and like blows them up it's crazy what he does uh he's actually getting me an interview with pizza john nice yeah they're opening up a bar called bar john here in maniac too. cool yeah so i want, I want he's going to announce it live on my show uh, actually i guess i just kind of blew it for him. <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> sorry dude we'll bleep that part out yeah no <laughs> yeah. so that's funny last week i was talking about illegal gambling and i was like i should probably delete this and i had to i was like because i was saying some stuff that i probably shouldn't have said so yeah. i was like oh i don't usually edit my podcast but that i kind of had to because i was mm-hmm. name dropping and stuff but yep. that's neither here or there so nader so what's it like uh, seeing your progression from the mixed track to now DJing, say, prime time at Wicked Wolf? Um, it's been a hell of a ride. Um, I'm super blessed to still be DJing yeah. after like eight or nine years now. Um, I think 
you know, as a DJ, it's a good goal tr- to try to not become stagnant within a market where yeah. you're only playing this spot on Friday and, and this spot on Saturday. I, I can co- I can confidently say that every single year that I've been a DJ, that I have been given opportunities to play at, at you know better venues, uh, better pay, uh, you know, playing in different spots down the shore. Um, it's it's truly a blessing to still be working in this industry and and playing at these new venues as they pop up um, as time progresses. So when you say stagnant, do you mean like having the same residency Friday Saturday? Uh, I, I'm not necessarily. I'm I'm you know I'm definitely pro residency and and having those gigs that you constantly have. But I would say you know. Um, Instead of just playing at you know the, the spot in Philly on Friday and, and this spot in Atlantic City on Saturday and you know those are the gigs I got, you know more so being flexible and playing at all you know all these different venues and you know let's say you know a new spot opens up in Philly you know two months from now, you know being able to play in there is assuring for a DJ to know like you know I'm getting these opportunities you know right. I, I'm not playing at these same bars all the time you know I'm not seeing these same patrons I'm not seeing these same bartenders you know I'm I'm able to travel and, and play at all these different places right. and you know it's it's kind of came full circle as me being a DJ I, I had a DJ bucket list of things that I wanted to do before I could Love die a happy DJ yeah and items on that list were New York, California, Vegas, Florida, a gig outside of the United States. And, you know, I can confidently say that I've knocked some of those off of my bucket list. I played in Anaheim, California in 2017 at a hotel bar at the Hilton, and it was popping. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys from NWA were there. Nice. Um, he gave me a shout out on the microphone Arabian Prince. Said shout out NATO on the ones and twos. <laughs> um, just through linking up with Smooth, uh, I traveled down to Tampa, Florida, and St. Petersburg, and we played two spots down there. And yeah. I can, you know, check off Florida as a place. Yeah, shout um, out Five Day Forecast. Yeah, he yeah, said he's going to bring me down too. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. Five Days a great dude. And then like yeah. the only the only two spots left on my bucket list are a gig in Vegas and a gig outside of the United States. Vegas then, is dope, man. I played there a couple times. It's sick. It's sick. Thank you know. Shout out Sat One. Uh, if that wouldn't be, wouldn't the gigs I get out there wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for him. Uh, he did like a West Coast tour. I had this brief stint at Dust Nightclub where I was the opener for like three years, you know, and then I would go upstairs and play Twenty One Bar at the time. Uh, totally I played there before. before I don't know if it shut down, but I definitely got a chance. Yeah, to play there. Um, it wasn't as exciting, probably. Yeah, as, it, yeah, yeah I, I was playing Dust on Tuesday nights, like and Saturday nights, like prime time, mm-hmm. and it's like. I just started DJing like five years, you know, yeah. playing these big rooms, getting these opportunities. And I got there, but winning a DJ battle, I got to open up for Sat One on a Tuesday night at dusk, which is mm-hmm. like epic, right? So I did that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I can't wait to have him on the podcast because. Yeah, you got to You got to get sad. Yeah, on. Gotta, I, maybe I, I won't spoil that story, so I won't spoil that story. I think story. you did tell it during mine. Uh, did I? I didn't want, I'm yeah. not going to ruin it. So I won't. So shout yeah. out to Sat. He. he you know, he took me on his West Coast tour, and I was kind of like his just travel buddy. You know what I mean? Because he's going to these different cities. He let me play a couple couple spots. When uh, when was this? Ooh, God, thirteen, twelve, eleven, nine, nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that briefly because I know I knew of you, but we never our yeah. paths never crossed. At the yeah. Track. So I was like playing in like I was opening for him in like Tempe and stuff, Arizona, and then. Mm-hmm. He took me with him. We did a whole, you know, West Coast like run, and I got to meet DJ Direct, 
I don't. You probably I know Bernard. You've met yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know Bernard. Super cool dude. Yeah. Um, he hit it off like right away. He's a ball buster. I'm a ball buster. Sats ball buster. We all just like. Mm-hmm. Got really close, you know. And I make sure. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but just so I don't forget, make sure you ask. Um, Sat, what happened to him at Dreyas? Like, oh, I know. Oh, okay. I'm bringing that story. Yeah, up. that story is epic. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I just figured. It's funny. It's I actually spot. got a call direct. He usually calls me. I'm terrible at that, man. Calling and check up on people. I'm terrible at that. And I that's something I wanted to get better in 2023 is calling and checking up on people. He would call me like every couple weeks to make sure I'm yeah, still yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, of you know? course. And so me and him hit it off, and he invited me out to play, like just me. Scared shitless, man, but I went, murdered it. And then I was supposed to go back right before COVID and ruin that whole. Hate that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got to play at Dre's After Hours, which is, uh, he tried me out all different times, killed everyone, every one of my sets. Loved it, bro. It was the coolest experience. If you ever um, get a chance, definitely go. What What was the um like vibe like there? Is it like all hip hop? Is it so it's at Dre's after hours. It's all hip hop. Okay, but um, what he likes to do is sometimes bring in that East Coast guy to play Mm -hmm. some East Coast hip hop because they're all used to like YG and like these West Coast cats. You know what I mean? Bitch, who do you love? Yeah, like (laughs) Bay Area hip hop, and you know I like Bay Area hip hop. Don't get me wrong, like. You know, BBT was big when I was out there, um, and I never forget. He's like, "Yo, play B- uh, BPT," and I'm like, "What? What? I don't even know if I have it." I, I don't even know who that is. I want to say it's YG. It's Black People Time, is what it means. <laughs> but bro, he would shut it off, and, and people would be like, "BBT." I was like, "Holy shit!" And like, he sends me music, so I knew he knew I had it. You know what I mean? So he's like, yo, put, play B. I was like, I don't think I have it. And he's like, I type it in. I was like, oh, shit, I have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he, yeah. he sends me so much music, and I just dump it, and I get to it when I get to it, you know? So I play it, kill it. I was like, oh, my God. I'm playing this song when I get back to feel like no one knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's a West it. Coast Dreams of Night. Yeah, yeah. So I was, playing, yeah. I was playing uh, Vesper, and I played it, and like only a couple people knew what it was. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, bomb city. But if you ever get a chance to go out there – and play even if it's like a hotel bar they all pop bro dude like, i will i will play in the line for the bathroom in vegas bro like, i played one like i've never i've played, never been to vegas yeah and, and me, oh, go. Yeah, and me being a, a, a dj and, for, and a gambler yeah. like and the fact that i've never been to vegas is a damn sin yeah so i i, I need, went out there I need to do that as a non-dj trip like twice one for scooter scooter's bachelor party and i went out there for the eagles raiders game last 2019 i went nice uh, but I when I was out there DJing, I DJed on Fremont Street at a casino, and you're literally above you're in, on the casino floor above the slot machines, and it's like a circle DJ booth, like so no one can like see your like legs behind you or something, you know. But you walk up in the middle of, of like slot machines. There's like a door. You open up the you walk up in the middle of slot machines, and you're like on display DJing. I forget what this casino was called. Downtown Grand. That's what it's called. Just came to me, and I'm DJing for the like you know. So you're playing like everything. 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s, whatever. Michael Jackson set was heavy that day. Um, and it was such a cool experience because you have all ages and people are just coming in like with their big, you know, drink bucket things and yep. like just having a good time. People were actually dancing. And when I came off, the casino manager came up. He's like, yo, no one ever dances here. He's like, that was a good set. And I was like, thanks, man. I'm from Philly. I'm just, you know, just enjoying myself. He's like, I, maybe that's what it is, you know, because like it's a different flavor, you know, yeah. the way we DJ. And so, I know Kurt, you've been out of town, and now you have been out of town with you know other places. So, have you noticed that hearing other DJs in other cities is the differences between Philly DJs and say 
Where where have you also you played besides Florida? Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. And you're just Florida? Uh I'd say yeah. I mean I I like I said I, I DJed in California once and I've DJed in Florida once. Did so you ever go out in California? Like to a club to hear uh, a DJ play? No, okay. Unfortunately not. Or have you been in another city where you heard another DJ play? So you can chime in on this conversation is why I ask. I mean, honestly, not too much. No. Like I, with with me, like and and even with like some venues in Philly, like I try to like with my schedule, like I like to be booked on a Friday and Saturday. Okay. And you know the the venues and, and the places that I've been in Philly, you know, are are really the venues that like I play at. Okay. You know, on on my nights off, you know, for for any like young aspiring DJs that that want to get into it I highly suggest going out and checking out these places yeah, that you will get you to know, that yeah want to play in um, with me you know I would say you know there's some spots in Philly that I I haven't stepped foot in there because I, I you know I'm not just gonna go alone yeah yeah and you know it kind of has to be like one if one of my DJ friends is playing there yeah, and I, I have that. a night off you yeah. know I'll be there you know for instance um, I've never been to Roar in Philly I've never been to JJ Bootleggers Bootleggers you know, the, is awesome <laughs> the first time I, I was at Pace and Blossom was probably like three four months ago yeah um, is that where we all went after that smooth yep, yeah that, yeah that was my first time there mm-hmm. um so I guess circling back to your question where you're saying if, if so when you were in Florida with smooth, um, you didn't hear, you, I guess you kind of heard an, an yeah, play, like you're, right? you're saying like, a, like a, the style and the, and the right. genres that they play. Right. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, as you were just saying, what was that? Uh, B B T. Yeah. B B P T. So, so yeah. So I think like different types of music and genres resonate in, in different types of cities. So for instance, when smooth and I went down to Tampa, um, you know, I got to play with uh, Smooth at a place called Crafty Squirrel, and it was big um, top forty venue. You know, they like you know EDM music, the whole nine. Um, and then the second night, Smooth was booked at Tangra Nightclub. Yeah. And um, shout out to DJ Grody who was there. He he opened for Smooth. I was just mm-hmm. tagging along, and you know, Grody was giving us some some tips on like what you know what people down here like to listen to and, and he was playing a lot of you know latin music and you know i think when you dj down in, in florida when you get to those you know those miami spots you know they like you know that latin music they like yeah. that bad bunny you know yep. all that types of stuff so you know i would say you know definitely artists and genres of music definitely resonates in some cities better than yeah no, other places that. so kurt i'll throw it to you uh the one time in, you've been in florida and arizona playing yeah so, like, so definitely you know i probably should have spent more time an extra day before and after to be able to meet people because the day that i got to uh arizona i did a happy hour and then i had time at night so i was like you know if you've ever been to scottsdale there's like a strip of bars like yeah. five ten of them or whatever it might be mm-hmm. as soon as i was done at 10 o'clock i literally ran to them and i was basically going from bar to bar doing my best like speed dating nice to meet you i have 10 minutes i have to go to the next one before all of the bars closed so i was going from bar to bar bar to bar and just introducing myself it was a different experience each time most of at least the places i could you know if you wanted to rank them we probably could um but it was like it was going from hip-hop to all house to this that the other thing and each one had a completely different feel so if you get an opportunity if you've never been to scottsdale i'm sure a lot of us you know maybe listening somebody's going to a bachelor bachelor party um 
it was really nice because I met one guy who was from Hoboken, Jersey City. I recognized him, didn't know me though. But you know, afterwards we exchanged information, and you know, nothing's really come of it. But it's another person, kind of to acquaintance. Oh, nice to see you, whatever it might be. Um, I went to another place. Guy was probably one of the best DJs that I had heard when I was over there. Didn't really talk to me, this, that, the other thing. But I was like, hey, it's nice to meet you. I didn't want to hit him with the IDJ too. I just messaged him, just saying like, hey, did a really great job. Not trying to bother you or do anything didn't ask him for anything whatever it might be did they ever hit you back no um <laughs> you're in that request folder just chilling yeah probably um i, I think he might have just liked it and just said like hey thank you for coming out but i don't oh, think yeah. anything really came of it gotcha um actually big shout out to Cutswell. he was the one guy yeah. that yeah he, him and i knew each other on twitter it was like mutual following whatever yeah. and he recognized me which was very like i don't want to say like oh i get recognized this that the other thing but it was nice to be in an area where i've never been i want to say i met him through sat actually yeah Cutswell's. he was still on scratch life yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely the place to be at el jefe where he was at it was probably the one place that i stayed an extra 10 20 15 minutes but he was like hey stick around he's like look I have a drink to set the third, but it was, you know, somewhat similar to the music of what we would normally play. Okay. So I didn't feel too out of touch with everything. I think what I was really trying to look for, especially because Saturday night at Barstool was going to be the clear, like, winner in terms of, like, where they're going to do, you know, it was going to be where I get the, he did a great job or he didn't. I wanted to understand, like, what was really popping at 12.30, 1 o'clock. And everyone had told me, you know, at least the DJ that was DJing before and after me were like, you definitely have to go to El Jefe. So I was like, okay, whatever they play at midnight is probably what's really going on in this area. So when I was listening to him, it was the Peppas. It was the, you know, the stuff that we, the normal we're stuff. talking about, yeah, six, seven months ago. So whatever was popping at that time, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to play what I normally play at Wicked, at Barstool, or whatever it might be, and I'm going to add a little bit of flavor. But like Nate was saying just a second ago, like you, you don't get a second chance when you're traveling. So if you're doing a one-night stay and you don't know to play Latin, you're not going to get another chance. Whereas like if we yeah. play a Barstool or Wicked here, we kind of know the vibe, and then going in, you can really improve on the set. Yeah. So I think going forward, if I plan to travel, I'm definitely taking an additional day yeah. to make sure that I meet these people, talk, say hello. So that way, if I go into the nightclub the next time, I'm able to like already have some sort of an established relationship. So Direct kind of um, gave me a like, so I was playing Minneapolis and I was terrified and I was like, oh man, what, am I gonna play Prince the whole time? <laughs> so they hated Prince. Don't ever go play Prince when you're out there. They got hated it. it. <laughs> I think um, the only Prince track I ever play is Kiss. Yeah. Oh uh, no, nah, he got a deep dive, man. He's got oh, Raspberry Beret. Uh, he's got Great a song. Yeah, he's got a bunch Data of beloved. controversy. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some. What's Just want to be your lover. Yeah. Great song. Yeah, a good one. Uh, he's got a bunch of bangers, but uh, he was like, go on. Um, Oh, what is it at the time? iHeart Radio on mm-hmm. the app, and just type in Minneapolis Radio and just see what comes up, you know, and like look at these spots, like look at the top forty station, look at the hip hop yeah. station, look at the Latin stations, and just see what there is in their rotation and kind of just get a feel for what they like, you know what I mean? And then, you know, at that time, you know, Eddie was tied in with the radio station. I'm like, yo, Hit, hit me with Bonix because I want to see what's being what, what's being played on the radio out, out there on his station, and he kind of told me the same thing. So it was like iHeartRadio went to the popular stations, looked at the top ten tracks, and that's kind of how I got through the night. If I'm not being honest, that's great. But you know what they told me the last hour? Yo, you're killing it, but let's hear some Philly shit, bro. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> all right, su- that's super refreshing to hear yeah, too. Yeah, they like- wanted to hear Meek, man. That's all. The, the that's not cool. dreams and nightmares, though. Get, well, love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, they wanted me to dive. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no problem, you can, bro. You can get some Meek songs and go deep. Like, yeah, with some yeah. some old Meek. Let yeah. that shit burn. Like you, there's a lot of songs that, like Meek Mill has that. 
never see club play. And yeah, it's because agreed. I feel like a lot a lot of DJs are kind of afraid to step out of what's the norm is of working. I remember. You know? I, what's that song? I think it's Glow Up. Yep. I yeah, Glow Up 2016 album. Yeah, I, yeah, DC4. I, yeah, I put, mm-hmm. damn, okay. I <laughs> Glow Up's a, a banger. I listened yeah. to Meek before he became Meek. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of, like, you know, read dollars. There was... Um, I'm messing up his name. Jay something. I can't remember. Somebody's probably screaming through their phone right now. Yeah. But I used to listen to straight acapella. And Uh I went to hip hop with, I wouldn't say with some of these guys that actually rap, but like it was clear at that time, this is what people listen to. Right. So I was listening to like YouTube stuff like this, that, the other thing. And Meek was like one of them guys that came through. So when you would see the YouTube clips of everything and then people knew him, I guess I've, I don't want to say like I watched him go up because I don't know the guy or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it was very cool. Like whereas I think a lot of people just seen him from meeting Nicki Minaj and this. Like, yeah, when he was in so. his yellow Lambo truck. But I, I think I just get the understanding of the relationship. Like what, listening to a lot of the people in my neighborhood. Yeah, we listened to a lot of his early stuff. So I'm sure that you probably know that Rose Red was like one of the. That was actually a remix. It's actually yeah. Make Him Say yeah. is the original one. And I know that Joey Katz was telling me at the time when he played Make Him Say. Um, when it gets to the part where it's like a white girl like Ryan, Ryan used to be one of the managers, I think, of the hotel. This is before, like, way before my time. But it was, like, really fun to see, like, somebody who was clearly kind of coming up. And then I think by the time Nicki Minaj, like him, and it was just you yeah. know, pretty much over. I that. played Glow Up at Vesper Northern Liberties on New Year's Eve one night, like, when it first, that, first, that song first came 2016. out. 2016. Had yep. my long hair back then. You knew me back then. Yep. Uh, and... I never forget. I played it. No one fucking knew it, and I was like, oh, "It's God. tough." Oh like, God, <laughs> I had one of those moments. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that—the oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. It's super tough as a DJ to take those risks and play those tracks, right? Like, but I know, do it. I, I yeah, I've I been think, playing a lot of punk in my sets, and that's getting scary. I think but. what what sets a lot of DJs apart from you know other DJs is stepping out of the comfort zone yeah. and and playing something that they don't hear every single Friday, Saturday yeah, night at these me. places that they go to. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to take a lot of approaches kind of outside in music and incorporate them into my sets. And, you know, it's refreshing. It's, yeah. you know, you're not hearing the same, you know, uh, Little Wayne, Uproar, T.I., Bring em Out, Travis Porter, A-Ladies, you know, that, yeah. you know, that's a hip-hop set. But, you know, dig a little deeper. Play like that Baby Boy the Prince, This Is The Way I Live. Like, right. you know, it's, it's Ooh, those... Good it's, song. It's those tracks that, you know, when I was in middle school on my it's way to the bus... You know, I, I was in I was in the bus listening to the most ghetto hip hop ever. Right before I learned, you know, I said vision. I said, like, you know, like the, the like those yeah. are the tracks that resonated with me when I was young. So I try to take that experience of you know what was on my iPod Touch, what was on my iPod Nano when I was. I'm gonna I'm gonna going throw to it school. back for you. I had my CD Walkman. In, yeah, we all had in technology yeah. class in high school listening to Eminem's underground albums. For only only. To, Actual album I had on my MP3 player was I think Lincoln Park's Numb album. Ooh, it was like good album. Old, too. It, was like, it was so tough to get music on those things back in the day. Like you, you could get it off LimeWire or whatever, and then yeah. you had to like Bear I, I Share. I can't even remember. You had to have like a remember Bear Share. Yes, I I remember Bear Share. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Bear Share, LimeWire, FrostWire, Napster. Really, never saw the light of day. You no. couldn't download off Napster. No. Right? Now, Napster got weird. It was in the beginning. It was kind of cool. But so let's go back to my original question. You, you have, have you had like, so I had an oh shit moment with glow up. Have, what, what, do you remember your first oh shit moment when you dropped like, a song and no one liked it? Like I probably shouldn't have played that. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, you haven't it? been, you haven't been DJing 
long enough if you don't have an oh shit moment of, of right. tracks. I well, feel that's like- what I'm saying. Everybody remembers their first oh shit moment. That was one of my first oh shit moments, and I was DJing already for like eight, ten years. <laughs> like so, there's probably been other ones, but I, I remember have, that I one specifically because it. it's packed. It's New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. It's mobbed. You can't move, and I drop glow up, and people are like. <laughs> i'm like oh fuck and i'm like going off i'm like yeah it's my shit you know what i mean i'm like oh god no one's moving and i'm like quick search for another what's that like 72 beats per minute that song and i'm like flip like trying to find another song real quick and i'm like eventually you know i find one and then play something else but i'm trying to think of you know one specific song or or a moment where it's like i probably shouldn't have played that record I'm going to have to think on it, but I think... All with, right, let's flip it to Kurt and while you think about it. Um, I'm going to fully commit. Like, if I, if I think something might work, like, I'm going to be a little bit... Of, I think we talked about this last time. I'm yeah. going to be a little bit of me every little set. I'm not... I'm Again, we're not going to get an hour of me, but 10 minutes, usually at the end of the night or somewhere in between, then I'm like, oh, man, I haven't played this in a while. Um, I will absolutely give it a shot, maybe a quick hitter or a short edit or something yeah. of that nature. Um, I don't think that there's anything... There's definitely been times where I'm like, ah, oh, that didn't hit like I thought it was going yeah. to be. I don't think there was anything outside of someone being controversial, like when the baby had that whole thing. Yeah, was- I didn't know that the night of, and like I, I dropped Suge the night of, and I was like, uh, like you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I still um, play that record. Look, I do too. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like at that time, like you know, kind of records and like music and. and What's funny is I think the only controversial song that you play with him is that one. He's with the chick. What song is that? Um, that he's in the beginning of that uh, scooter made the the baby verse first. What is levitating? That? Levitating, mm-hmm. right? I think that was the controversial. Yeah, that's the controversial song. I think you can play Suge and you're good. I think just more or less is like the whole controversy with him and like whatever had happened on stage. Yeah, like, yeah, what he'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah. People were just like kind of out on him. I don't think anybody really necessarily canceled him. I think they just stopped. Really, like he, they kind of made. It's him like, fall can you off. play R. Kelly now? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If somebody requests, I get people I that request it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think everyone's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm not. I'm not someone who really is going to be someone who pushes the cancel culture of like yeah. music in general. I think everyone should be necessarily heard. Everyone's going to have a different view on that. I still play Kanye. Yeah. I, I'm able I to took separate. Off, I took off Kanye for like three weeks. Yeah, I think. Don't I, think saw everybody, a, I saw his apology. I'm like, all right, I'm good now. Everyone's <laughs> moral compass is going to be completely different. So yeah. again, I'm not. Obviously, if someone, if it's a private event. They asked me not to play them. Of course, I'm not going to play it. But there are some times where I'm like, man, I would just love to hear this song or whatever it might be. St. Pablo was huge in 2016. I used to play a lot of that stuff. Um, but like I said, I think I always play a little bit of B-side Meek everywhere I go just to kind of learn the room. And someone will always come up to me and be like, yo, I haven't heard this song in a minute. Whether it's pulling some shell tops, some levels, yeah. Rico, the original one, uh, Juice, with him on the 2015 album, there's a lot of stuff. I think that if you just sprinkle in the way that you'd be able to, you know, get it enough to where it's the most recognizable part and get in and out, you can. I so I I really kind of get that. what you're saying, just because. Um, remember that song? I think it's Kika by Six Nine and Tory yeah, Lanez. I play that all the time. So <laughs> yeah, I just you know, some hush. Yeah. So I play Tory Lanez is very. I don't play. Okay. It's very rare that I play Six Nine. Oh, just the, the chorus, really. Is the, what six, I got into. the Six Nine verse is just like him screaming. Yeah, he you know? he goes in too hard. So I, I actually made an edit where it stops at that. So I it's like short. Perfect. It's like short edit. So I know. You send like, that to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I usually like it. Really struggling getting them out. Yeah. He overlaps on oh, that on so that first bad. beat. Um. So like, I'm trying. I, am I the only one that has an oh shit moment that they remember? I mean, I give mean, it to us. So, yeah. so like, you- like, you asked me, and, like, there's no, like, one specific moment that I can think about. Um, 
I don't think you're taking risks as a DJ if you don't have those oh shit moments. Yeah. You know, I've probably had so many of them that I can't pinpoint that one that I'm like, oh yeah, I played Dancing Queen and like they hated it. I mean, like for instance, I did um, I did a junior prom for uh, Shawnee High School probably like three weeks ago. Okay, and DJing for that age group is very difficult because and they have a very short attention span. Yep. They want. 30 to 40 seconds of a song and then they want you know out give me like the next song you know so for instance for a gig like that they like all new hip-hop and stuff and you know i'll give it to them like they the number one song requested was uh boys a liar by ice spice mm-hmm. you hear the you hear the south park version with uh, i saw with, it, yeah. with uh, what's butters oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna play that instead of 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 hers i'm gonna make maybe i'll make a segue at it where it's like half of her and then half of fucking buster oh, there's butters. Butters. like yeah oh my god dude it's so funny i gotta send it to you it's hysterical speaking just because you said that i heard somebody in a bar play cartman's version to come sail away by sticks oh i love that. and i i literally just like looked up and just started crying so laughing. back when i was video djing i have a video of Brian Griffin singing uh, the Ricky Ashley joint, Never Gonna Give You Up, ah. while on stage, but he's like Back to the Future stage, <laughs> so he's like playing the guitar on front of the Back to the Future, on the Back to the Future stage, and Peter's a background singer, it's like so That's funny. great. And when I play it, I know, I think Peter's dancing with Lois, someone else is in the back, I can't remember, but I play. I used to play it on like the big screens where I was and playing Chapman it. under the sea dance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, about, people, yeah. Are, people would go nuts, like, oh my god, like, yeah. yo, so I used to make funny video edits like that, because like, that. they would hit. You know what I mean? So like uh, when Bruno Mars came out uh, with uh, 24 Carat, 24 yep. he did a car cool karaoke with James Corden. I remember. So I made a segue where it was like normal, normal. Then it was carpool karaoke with, you know, with James Corden. And then it would go back. It cuts in, yeah. Yeah. So I would make it like a cut, couple click cutaways. And I was doing those for a while. And then I got out of video DJing. And now with Wicked Wolf, I'm thinking about getting back into it. I love it. I re-downloaded it. Like, I, I was doing it heavy right before COVID. Yeah. Stopped for obviously yeah. rare reason. And then just jump, probably like three months ago, just jump back on Smash Vision and yeah. like, was like bang, 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 That's bang, what bang. I like about having DMS. I can get Smash Vision yeah. for free, but it's 720 instead of 1080. But I was like, whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. You're not going to notice that. Most places now, like 1080p, especially because of how big the file is like having just 720 is fairly standard yeah plus it's not going to slow you up like doing everything yeah. but I, I i do like to have 10 i haven't i haven't tested the video yet with my new m2 i have a macbook air now it works really well just yeah I'm sorry I'm, so i went from macbook pro to macbook air just because i know it's scary it's very scary good luck yeah yeah but the i got you know i upgraded everything and it's got I want to say like 32 ram it's 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 a powerhouse nice. for, for an air you know what i mean it's super fast i get a little bit of screen lag every now and then but i think that's just because of the you know my buffer rates are probably all out of way i was told to um delete your old serato history that would help big time yeah probably. i didn't know i didn't yeah. know that so i had like three years yeah, some four years yeah up. some is like real smooth yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. but some is like eh. so i haven't tried downloading mix emergency yet because i don't use serato video yeah i have it but i don't me three yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely use mix emergency so I haven't tried it. Maybe I should try it. I've never. You need done a refill curve. I can DJing. go get the cans. You need a refill curve. I'll, I'll load up. Up to you. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm going to dish this question to Nader, and then we'll um, get into it. So when you're not DJing, Nader, what's Nader doing besides uh, what? Don't talk about golf yet. That's something besides <laughs> golf. What's Nader doing if he's not DJing and playing golf? Okay. While while you go get the yeah. taco cheese refilled, so so Kurt and I will we're killing fuel time. this conversation. Go for it. 
Um, if if I'm not DJing, um, I have another job. I work as a front end developer for a web design and marketing company. So I I build websites. I, I make updates to previous client websites. Um, that's what I went to school for. So uh, during the week, I work as a front end developer. Um, I love it. Uh, job I have it's super flexible um, they understand that I DJ and my hours can be ridiculous you yeah. know uh, back before COVID I loved understanding hit. bosses yeah I've back, had a bunch of those in my life back before COVID I, I was going into the office and at the time I used to live uh, you know close to my office 20 minutes from Newtown PA mm. and you know I would in the summer I used to DJ you know I would say wait you from that area no, that's just, just. I went to school at Ryder, so it was super close. So when oh, okay. I was looking for jobs, so I was working at Bucks County Community College for like seven years. Yeah, so um, understanding bosses. So yeah, I, yeah. so <laughs> I, so I, I would DJ at the pool on Wednesdays back yeah. when they did like Wet and Wild Wednesdays, and I would open and close, and I'd be finishing up at three a.m. in Atlantic City, and I would have to drive, you know, an hour and. 30 minutes an hour 40 minutes back up to where i lived at the time and then i mean there's no shot i'm going into work at 9 a.m no. that next day like I, like i'm just gonna there's gonna be bags under my eyes i'm gonna yeah. be running on no sleep so there, you know my, my boss is totally understanding that like you know you dj and you know if, if you need that day off you can have it so if i'm not djing i'm working that job um i'm also a bit of a gamer i i've been a, i've been gaming my whole life you know call of duty 4 halo you know apex legends whatever it is you know i played pretty much everything so are you gaming um, with any other djs um i was gonna say you yeah, should jump dude with me. like uh, <laughs> me and me and eddie have been trying to get the nhl me and him working dude, together me and him were so good i've been playing a lot of pga love that uh, with my i play friends. with uh i play with cats caps and uh i was playing with I was supposed. I think you were supposed to jump on one night too. I play with them often. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We, they they play every night, bro. Yeah, they do. He's not lying. <laughs> every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to. I need to get I in. I stink at that game, by the mm. way. I can't. Play I, we haven't shit. played together. So I got to download. Cats is really good, dude. He's, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> I got to download the new shell so Eddie and I can play. Yeah, I know he's he's if he's online, it's it always says he's so show good. Man. Me and him used to do uh, those threes. Threes were a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. threes are good. We always have a. A mascot. We put him in the back, and me and him just one timer, just kill people, <laughs> like Merc. Like I'm talking, we went like we were during COVID. We were playing for like eight hours straight. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of guest would I be if I didn't reverse the question on you? So, when if you're not DJing, what is Tonka doing? <laughs> oh, uh, editing, <laughs> editing these videos and audio clips. Uh, no, um, I'm not really doing the video. You can tell by my YouTube page. Sorry, guys, I'm really terrible. Um, I'm working out a lot. I work out you know, two hours every day, uh, six days a week, like clockwork, but just like, if I can, you know what I mean? Like this weekend I can't, I have a double Saturday, so I definitely can't, but I'm working out, spending time with my cats, playing now, I'm hitting the range, playing golf. Weather's been nice enough to uh, be able dude, to do so. I've been, I've been, yeah, mine, it's finally my, iron, my irons are dialed in. I'm just going to throw that out there. Love to hear that. They're I dialed it. in on the range. That's so for sure. So then, then when you get on the course, I'm telling you, I did this little, story. this little hand fix for my irons, bro. I'm listening. I, I, I can't. I, I'm gonna tell you. If I hit ten shots, nine are pure. Like I'm not hitting the mat at all. I'm just like <laughs> clear. Right. Yeah. Watch when I go to the course. I'm gonna play like dog shit. <laughs> so you should do a talk. You should do a talking with talk episode out in the course. It'd be cool. So 
I, so this is this is funny. When I had Dave and Mai on, I was thinking about doing episodes in my car. I feel like you have you have so much opportunity to do whatever you want with this podcast that you've built right. up. So like, I feel like that could be cool. Like, you put the GoPros in the golf cart, you know, like and everybody golf wears run. like a road mic. Yeah, maybe. like anything, you know, you can take this podcast on the go with you anywhere. So like, I, f- I feel like you, you know, should we do a golfing version, fellas? Yeah, why not? I would. That'd be great. Get a yeah. fourth bring, in here. Bring, bring a video guy on. Like, just do like a like a nine hole video. We don't need a, no one needs to see me hit Four shitty hours. shots for eighteen <laughs> holes, but. You know that's that's cool. You know, I like this idea where you're going with this. I Anything like this. you got two GoPros here, set them up on the golf carts. You get mic'd up. You know, ask questions, ask your guests in the cart as you're driving. You know, like I feel like you you have so many opportunities to do things with this, this platform idea, that right? you have. That you know, why not? I'm liking this. I'm liking this. So before we jump into the golf, what's I know now, Kurt. Yeah, father of two. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, big it up, big up. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem, Kurt. Uh, little Kurt, Caden. Uh, mm-hmm. So what's? Let's see. Uh, I I could probably tell you besides changing diapers and feedings at three a.m. Mm-hmm. What What are you doing in your little bit of free time? Now, it's Kurt? it's all them for sure. Yeah. I mean, a, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kate gives me a lot of free time to be able to be like, hey, if you like, want. you're here right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I thought of that's that why I asked too. him. I was like, how was much like, Kurt time do I get tonight? <laughs> I, I'll be really honest. She's really great with that because I think she understands, or at least that I, I try to explain, like, hey, listen, everything that we do together as people, as groups, is relevant. Us hanging out here is just as important as us DJing together in different it's places. It's all about building relationships. Exactly. So I think that me coming here, doing the podcast, us grabbing food after we're done, us having a drink afterwards and just BSing, all of that is relevant in terms of just remembering because tomorrow, if a big you know nightclub, like you said, comes up to you tomorrow and is like, oh, I can't do this event. Oh, who was I just with? I was with Nate Boom. Kurt. And you're going to just text the both of us and be like, hey, listen. And that's how I think a lot of I would say at least our gigs are how we've done business over time. Now, obviously, the more that you do that, yeah. there's going to be regulars. But I think just a lot of what we do is done in that style of business. Yeah. And I don't think everyone's really going to understand that. So the more that you stay away from that, the more that you distance yourself, the more that they're like, wow, where's so-and-so been? Yeah, You're not going to get them calls. And I think it's just very important to set aside some time and for both family. That's what, so I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're that's, and that's what I've been trying to tell these younger guys. Yeah. Is if There's no nights off mm-hmm. in this yeah, game. Absolutely. You got to be out. You got to be seen. Because yeah. to Kurt's point, if you're not out, you're not seen, you're forgot about. Yep. And shout out to DJ Aaron. Uh, I barely knew the guy. Mm-hmm. Let him my lap by... Aaron, a- 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 right? Aaron's good. Aaron. A- uh, he's not DJ, a big DJ anymore. He's He stepped okay. away from I know, DJ. I know a DJ Aaron. <clears throat> no, it's A-Run. Aaron. 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 So, barely knew the guy. Met him at Yonkers at one of the Sunday parties. Eddie Edge was DJing, and I met him that night. He was talking about how his computer just crashed, but he has gigs next week. He didn't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, I got a backup computer. I'll lend it to you. You live nearby me. Bang. Swing over. Boom. Yep. And then, you know, we got to build a relationship. He's my best friend. Still one of my closest friends. We're a little bit out of touch recently. We've been, I've been starting to kind of get better at hitting him up. You know what I mean? He's one of those people that you don't hit me up. You don't hit me up. And I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend sometimes, but people like Smooth and her, they call me every day. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Nine reaches out every day, so I don't. These people, I don't have to call. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, yeah. it's, it's like a natural. Just thing. It's just genuine. It's just organic. Yeah. yeah. So um, he taught me when he's like, "What are you doing? Nothing. All right, we're out. We're going to Mint 
see Ronnie D on a Sunday night. Yeah. Like, for what? Second, <laughs> second just, or uh, yeah. right across the street from bootleg. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, but going out and doing these things helped me stay in the game yeah. this many years later. You know what I mean? Yep. And I've been preaching that to Kev and Jim. Well, Jimmy kind of already goes out, but I kind of told him, you got to be out. You got to be seen. You got to be doing these things because it's just part of the life. Correct. And there's girls I dated that don't get that. <laughs> and it's like, yep. So I'm glad that it's really refreshing to hear that Kate gets it. I would certainly say that it's certainly catch twenty two. Like, yeah. I, I would say it's half and half. She's, you know, very uh, happy to be able to help, but at the same time, having two children, especially being with someone you're together with, it's certainly a challenge. But I think trying to constantly remind, scheduling time to do both is incredibly important if you ever happen to do that. And I think, you know, somebody like Montone's probably a really great example as well, is doing the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think just being like, okay, Monday, I'm going to guarantee I'm going to be with my my firstborn son, and then at nighttime, I'm going to try and take care of Caden a little bit later. Yeah. And then Wednesday, I'm going to go have wings. I'm going to be able to make sure that um, I get on the podcast and that we get some time to be able to gather. And yeah. then this morning, I I had lunch with Smooth, and then Thursday I'm going to go work, and then Tuesday I'm going to make sure that I clean the house. So I think just the more balance, the, yeah, exactly. The more that you can just in advance know, like, hey, listen, this is what I plan on doing, and sticking to that, yeah, and just making sure that I'm putting in my 25 percent here, my 25 percent here, my 25 percent here, and of course you're going to have those nights where things don't work out or what's going on. I would certainly say that's the best way that I've learned, but even at that, it's still just not going to be perfect. Yeah. You're going to episode is actually really insightful. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, he talks about the balance, mm-hmm. you know, the DJ and the dad and um, life balance. You yeah. know what I mean, I'm learning that now is like the balance, right? Because balance is tough. <laughs> it's yeah. tough. And so I've been waking up earlier and earlier. I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm up out of bed at 10 o'clock every day now, no matter what time I go to bed, which has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I said on the podcast before, I went to get up at 930 and in here at 10. I'm in here at 1030 now. So I'm almost on that mark of 10, which is. Like this morning, I start. So I don't think I've told you guys. I started doing the bookings at Stratus. Uh, I'm going to get everybody in the mix eventually, but these first three months, I'm really just keeping it the same dudes that I know they like. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hopefully after this three months, try to try, try um, uh, probationary or period that I have to do. Uh, hopefully. I get a six, seven month contract out of it after I'm done. And then this way I'll have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and potentially Sunday bookings to spread throughout everybody and get everybody a chance back to back stats, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, I had to make the Stratus flyers this morning cause they were, you know, I have them, I make sure they're, they're given to them every Wednesday. And then tomorrow my podcast comes out. This podcast right here comes out tomorrow, 8 PM. So that tomorrow morning I'm editing this, creating a little description. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that these kind of times now that I'm getting up earlier, I get that done, go do my workout, and then the rest of the day I'm free, which is good. I get all my, you know, BS stuff. You know, like yesterday I was doing my taxes for like four so, hours. Still have to do mine. Fun stuff. What? You do file extension, I hope? Of course I file okay. extension. I yeah. won't. Yeah, I, I, extension's filed, but. Dude, just, mine was, I was ripping my hair out for two. I was doing mine for a total of 16 hours. Phew. This is why. So I sold my car that I was writing off half of it. Mm-hmm. And when you sell it, you have to talk about depreciation of mileage, depreciation of these things. And then, you know, how much percentage are you using it for your work? And I was like 90%. So I'm doing 90% of the values of each of these things. And then every time I go to submit it, oh, this needs review. This needs review. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it wasn't probably 16. I'm probably like overindulging. But it was a long time. I was yeah. like ripping my freaking hair out. And I yeah. bleached myself there. <laughs> but, I mean, it was bad. It was terrible. But let's jump into golf. You know what I mean? The, yeah, so 
Nader, the, I think that was the first time we really hung out was besides like that one time at Beach Bar. I think that was the first time you invited me and Kurt to play at your beautiful Spring Mill, Little Mill Country Little Club. Mill. It was a beautiful course. Yeah. I didn't know where the fuck I was driving. That was last but, year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so, good old Little Mill. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate you bringing me out there. It was great. So what got you into golf? Uh, golf has been in my family, uh, honestly, since day one. Um, my uncle uh, used to be a professional golfer. Ooh, um, so like Kurt. That's I, I listened to your episode. I know you, I know you used to be a kid prodigy. That's um, my. He's looking at me. Like, my my uncle, who uh, is my mom's brother, uh, was a professional golfer, and uh, I mean. We're talking about golf, but I'm getting into how my parents met. But my um, my dad worked for the government for the Navy, and uh, my grandfather, who's my mom's father, um, they knew each other for 10 years before they dated. Okay. Um, my uncle was playing in a golf tournament, and my grandfather reached out to my dad, who was you know working with him for 10 years, and he was like, you should come meet my daughter and, and watch you know my son play in this golf tournament. Uh, first day my parents met was them watching my uncle play in this professional golf tournament. They walked the course together. They, you know, got to know each other out there. And here's Nader. So, you know, I my my <laughs> my parents met at a golf tournament, you know, essentially. So it's in your blood. Um, I've been golfing ever since, you know, I had a club in my hand ever since I was a little kid, you know, um, growing up. Yeah, gr- <laughs> growing up, you know, go- golf is definitely easier to get into when you know you're younger yeah. with, with the, the you know Agreed. the fundamentals yeah. of everything. I've been playing since I was like 15. So yeah, I get it. it's yeah. it's it's a intimidating and kind of a tough sport to try to get into if you're older, just because you know you kind of see that damn clubs are fifteen hundred dollars, two grand. <laughs> I was playing with a rusty Spalding set that my dad got at a garage sale for like six years. I was I was playing in my high school golf matches with it. So I, you People know, I've been, fun of me all the time. I've been golfing, you know, all my life. I would say I'm pretty spoiled with golf. Um, the connections that I have with my uncle, he's been in the golf industry um, for as long as I can remember. You know, he, he manages some courses, which I can go play at. Um, and, you know, honestly, I love it. Um, I became a member at a golf course so I can go play whenever I want. Um, I'd go out there and, and play nine holes by myself. I, I think it's really I've peaceful. Yeah, I think I think it's really peaceful. I, th- I think it's good for the mental. Um, just being out there by yourself. I think it's just a, a really good sport. Um, just for yourself, you yeah. know, like you, you can do it by yourself. Same thing with like basketball. All you need is a basketball and a hoop. You know, all you really need to do to practice golf is a club and a golf ball. Yeah. You can do it essentially anywhere if you have the space. I'll never forget. I got my first custom pair of cleats and, oh, sorry, golf shoes. And I, I, I had to try them out. I had to do it. So I went over to this course around the corner here. It's a, it's a favorite of me and Kurt's because that's where he had to buy me a cheesesteak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was so excited. Sorry, I played. I, texted yeah, me. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, what was he doing? I'll talk to you later about it. Okay. Going on the podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> little dirt. You know, no, 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 like yeah, I'll FaceTime that it's fucker. Just un- it's unfun. Stuff. I'll, uh, I was going to say, I'll FaceTime him right now. Uh, that'd be cool. Do it. Dude. You want me to do it? All right. Do so let's. Well, flip that to kurt real quick so kurt tell him i can't text him back by yeah the way. so kurt so have you put a club in uh little kurt's hands yet uh yeah we have he's not interested in golfing he's interested in taking the balls and putting them in the basket and then dumping them out and then redoing that so it's basically what yeah. 
I do have some pictures of him. Um, I called yo, him. Here he is, guys. Ego smooth. He's here. What's up, cuz? He said he can't text you back, smooth. He's on I already podcast. did that. <laughs> put it. Okay. Put it up close to the microphone. So oh, sorry. Smooth, you go. smooth. Do you want to say hi to the crowd? Talking to you on podcast. What's that? Hi, no one. <laughs> oh. Wow. I was going to invite you to wings, but now I'm not. I could eat. <laughs> um, that was the first time I ever FaceTimed somebody. So, really? Yeah, on, no. on the podcast. Yeah, it was the first oh, time. Oh, on the podcast. On the I podcast. Think just like I just Yeah, in general, I've never FaceTimed. So I, think, I, can't, I can't believe you said hi, nobody. Yeah, that's I know. That's rude. messed up, man. He, he's, he's, it's a tough love. Look at him. He's crying. Nader listens. Yeah, Nader's. So that, so Dude, I'm a huge it, podcast guy. Inviting you on was like, it was like, it was natural. I think I was talking to Grizz about it. I was like, he's like, I was like, I need a guest for this week. And, I, and then she was like, uh, what are you thinking about? I was like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to have Kurt. I want to ask Kurt to co-host and have you on because you're always sending the pictures in the chat like that you're listening. And I love seeing that. And I know I reached out to you. I was like, yo, post it on Instagram and tag me because like the more people see it, yeah, the more of people course. are like, yeah. oh man, I need to check that out. And I love what you're doing now. The vlog thing. The Thank quick, you. Yep. The recaps. Yep. That's sick. That actually started yeah. from us when we did the uh, when Kurt uh, Cave was born, and we were all talking about social media. I was like, "Man, I should really just take a second. And by the way, for the both of you, it's not as difficult as it probably oh, no. seems. So I, I would, know it's not. I, yeah, I was making reels. It. I was making reels for Instagram forever, so oh, okay. I totally get it. But what you're doing, love. Yeah, it. With, thank you. With like the recaps, and I, I want to give a shout out to to Martin because I I was kind of he was the first person that I kind of saw. You know, all it takes is is you being out at your DJ gig and just getting some footage and then yeah. just doing a voiceover on it. You know, like it's so easy for us to be able to do that and kind of give people a look kind of into what goes into DJing. It's a Other realistic that, idea. You know, yeah. it's, it's not just DJing. And that's kind of what like people say that like anybody can be a DJ. It's you're not just playing no. music you're you're get you're the you're like the first person at a private event you're the you know you're walking into sometimes a full room of people and you need to go right into Saturday. whatever and and yeah. like one thing i wanted to say um about just like you're not just a dj and a good example is with kurt um and you you may take this a little weird how the way that i verb or the way the verbiage that i use but it'll come full circle is that Kurt, as just a DJ, does not get poor decisions at Barstool. Right. Kurt, as just being a DJ, that opportunity never comes. Yeah. Kurt, as being a DJ and, you know, having personality and, and being, you know, good with the staff and the bartenders and everything, that is what gets you opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just a DJ. You have to be a people person. You have to go into these venues. The first thing I do if I'm playing at a venue that I, I haven't been at before, I'm ta can I speak to a manager? Hi, my name is Nate. It's my first time playing here. Can you guys just give me like you know a little rundown? Yada yada yada. That gig goes like well. That, like that, that gig goes well. You know you're likely gonna get booked back. But if you walk into a place and you just go to the DJ booth and you play for four or five hours, you don't talk to anybody and you go home, you probably I mean, depending on how good of a DJ you are, you're probably not, coming you're probably back. not getting booked back. You know, a lot of DJing <clears throat> is being personable and yeah. how you handle song requests, how you hand, how do you talk, how do you talk to the staff? You know, so you know that's why I say props, props to you because, like, like I said. Kurt is just a DJ, doesn't get those opportunities. It's, Kurt's it's, social media game is good. I appreciate you're, that. You, yeah, Thank you. you, you yeah, you're, you're really you, One thing that I've noticed is ever since day one where I've been following you is that you always have a flyer no matter where you're playing. Thanks, and, man. And that's Smart. like 
And that's, like I said, that's, you're not just a DJ, you're, you know, you're in Photoshop, you're making your flyers, you're, you know, posting, you know, on Instagram, you're making those vlog videos for stuff. So like, like Kurt's a great example of how, you know, you're not just a DJ, you're a business. Yeah, it really is. And that's the, thank you very much for the compliment. I really do appreciate it, but he, you're a hundred percent right. And that's another thing, like just talking to my fiance about is like, Hey, listen, Everything I do is for my business, but I, you know, I mean it in a positive manner. Nothing will ever get between us in terms of any of that. But if I stay an extra hour later, it's because I want to be like, hey, how's everybody doing? How's your parents? I just seen on Facebook. Like, it's just spending 10 minutes with each individual and just being like, it's great to catch up. You did a really great job. I Thank noticed you so that. much. For I doing was this. waiting for you to leave. You were hugging every bartender. I'm like, what are you doing, bud? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but, you, so with DJing, you. I, I do I do one of these. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I think that I, again, I try and make sure it doesn't. And I'm it, we're using Barstool as an example because of yeah. the party or whatever it might be. But I try and do my best job without making anyone feel uncomfortable to just say goodbye and like, hey, I saw you on a trip this weekend. Hope it was a great time. Like blah blah blah. And again, I get a lot of like you know. Even my brother tells me he's like, dude, everyone tells me like you're a really nice guy. And I'm like, and we're you know obviously related. But I think you guys just, are related. Yeah, yeah. I think just more or less is that really does separate you at the end of the day because if somebody does hear something like if somebody said something about you that I just wouldn't believe, I'm like that does not sound like Tonka. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I hope that. Everything but in the that back I, of your head, that's definitely Tonka. That's, <laughs> I think just more or less is that exactly is just trying to develop enough of a character to yeah. where it's obvious that like I'm going to try and put my best foot forward. I'm going to try and try and have the best integrity I can yeah. moving through it and just thanking everyone for coming out. Because to be honest with you, I do feel very lucky. Yeah. I feel like, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that are put in play. But like Nate said, and again, not to, you know, pat myself on the back or anything you need a lot of stuff to go right yeah. in order for you and it needs to be consistent and if you're not consistent about things the next person's ready to step up and take that job from you facts so it's um it's very important to stay like that and i think just whoever is listening and is like what can i do it's just like start right now and then continue to be su- to as stay consistent. relevant yeah man. stay as consistent and as you can so people people you know they hate on me all they used to i don't really do it too much anymore because i'm in that weird by dysmorphia stage that I'm going through, but I used to post gym pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, thirst trap, blah, blah, blah. But I have gotten so many DMs from guys and girls saying, thank you for posting this because it motivated me to go to the gym today. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Because I go, I go early in the day, so people see it throughout the day and they're like, yo, I wasn't going to go to the gym today. I saw your post. It really motivated me to go. Yeah. So a lot of people think I'm doing it for their first thirst trap, but I'm doing it for two reasons to motivate Joe Schmo that may be watching my story or, you know, two years from now, it's going to come up in my memories and I'd be like, Oh wow. I really did transform my body. You know yeah. what I mean? So you've had a crazy transformation. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Like <laughs> I remember like the, the Tonka that I like first knew yeah. that I, I think like I, when I was first was seen <laughs> was like, Long hair, backwards hat, glasses, <laughs> yeah. driving a a, 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 XB. a a cube with yeah. with green rims. Yeah. Not to knock the green rims rims at all, but like like, dude, props to you because Thank like you, you, like that was the Tonka that like I kind of like first knew that, and like this. <laughs> doc- I have a video of when Kurt lost to me with a cheesesteak that I was so fat, bro. I was fat. That was an extra, like an extra large polo. We're like chugging twisted teas, all full of sugar. I'm like, Bleh. 
And yep. like Kurt's like, Kurt was jacked at the time. I think you were working at Sweat. Uh, no, that, that might have been a little bit like just after that time. Yeah, like but you were working so. out consistently. But once the DJing really picked up like big time, it was tough to be able to maintain both. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was really the t- I, I don't want to be like, oh, I didn't go to the gym. But really, it was just that my time I like had that video, converted. Yeah. That video comes up on my like Snapchat memories and I'm like, Jesus Christ, why yeah. did I let myself get like that? But now that's this. That's why the pictures are important, right? Yeah, 100%. So it's very important. So like when I was going through that whole transformation, like social media, you know, that's what really got me into social media is the, the positive feedback that I was getting. So now with the DJing platform, with the Phillies and all these things, I'm forever posting on stories, right? Story, yeah. story, story. Yeah, My grid kind of slacks a little bit, but... I don't think I've ever gone to your Instagram page and you haven't had a story up. Like, yeah. for instance, like with me, like if I look, I can almost guarantee, you know, I don't have anything up on my story. But so, with, with you, like you're always... I post my whole life on that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's like... Good. That's the way it should oh, be. Yeah. My the one thing on my story is I me advertising that. the Talking with Taco podcast. I love that. And that was you know, that's the only thing you can find on my feed right now. And like yeah. that should change. You know, like so I should I've noticed more. that your flyer game has been stepping up a lot. A little bit. I um I'll make like little e- like video edits on my phone to promo a lot of my that's games. All, yeah, I don't I, 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 make, I don't make my own flyers. Yeah. Um but like I try to promo as best as I can if I have like three Philly gigs in a row. Yeah, you know? like my rundowns I make on Photoshop Express on my phone. Yeah. Like dude, on the toilet you at can, the gym. You can <laughs> you, you can run a whole business off your phone. Oh, it's dude, powerful really stuff. Can. It's yeah. amazing, man, what you can do with your phone. The video like the camera quality is better than, you know So I was just having a conversation with Stateside, um, because they're you know, I'm trying to get them in this one venue. I just did a takeover party with them and they didn't share any of my stuff from that night. Like none of it. And I told him, I was like, the guy that books me there, I'm not going to drop names and stuff, but I was like, he really likes to see the social media push, and you guys gave me none of it, but you'll post Jessica down the shore on the beach with her surfside can, but you won't share the Tonka time stateside sign and stuff like that. I'm like, you got to share that stuff. Yeah. But you know where the problem is? They don't have a full-time social media person, so the person seeing it the next day doesn't see it, doesn't think it's relevant. If you tried to do the collaboration thing, maybe you post it yourself, and then that would help. Well, this is stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, okay. that's where I'm like, they don't have a social media person. So, I've but that's where they slack, right? They, mm-hmm. they they don't think they need it, but you need it. Yeah, social media I, is a powerful I, I tool. Hundred percent agree. There's something that I I see on on your Instagram where you'll like reshare someone's post, and it will have like DJ. It'll have, have like courtesy on there, and then like that's under a new it, thing. Yeah, that's and like under thing. it, it'll have like whoever originally posted yeah, it. Yeah, so like, like I did that with yours. It's full screen. Yeah, instead of like you taking, you know, like seventy five percent of the screen or whatnot. Let me see. Yeah. So if you reshare like someone that tagged you in something, if it you, if you double tap the picture, it should go full screen and it'll, it'll do screen. the same thing. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but most people don't notice top left hand side. It'll see where it's originally from. Right. So, so someone so, thought someone stole my phone before it was posted videos. <laughs> I was like, No, I was resharing those because they didn't the know book, about that feature. Give it a week. People are like, oh, it's from another person. You know what I mean? And yeah, then you'll I see like it double posted. I do too, because it looks cleaner. So yeah. I think I think Instead it looks like much better. Zooming it out and yeah. like that kind of thing. And it thing. just looks like the regular video from wherever it's at. And if you're, I don't want to say if you're smart enough, but as time goes on, you'll begin to see, and I'm sure they'll probably get a better way to be able to see who re- where you reposted it from. But I just think it's a cleaner way. I'm not going to back up. I'm going to be like, I like this 
aesthetic a lot better and i'm just going to continue to do it that way regardless of where and to be honest with you like if i ever repost anything most of the time i try like if i know that it's coming from somewhere else i usually write like cc or dj tonka or something like that so that way they feel like they're getting the credit if i'm sharing something that isn't necessarily something i'm involved in yeah i gotcha yeah yeah i want to touch on one thing with that like you know with us being djs when we're going into these venues and we're playing um you know it's it's pretty hard sometimes to get content on based on like the room you're playing and stuff so i'll say one thing if you're like a patron at a bar or a club or even if you're like a like wanting to get into djing and you're out and about um I can almost guarantee you like 90% of the time if I am DJing out somewhere and somebody tags me in a post of me DJing and like showing the crowd, I'm like 100% posting that because yeah. as a DJ... I share pretty much 90... I think 90% of what people tag me in. Yeah. Like as a DJ, like sometimes it's tough to get content whenever yeah. you're in some of these places. So like... Like I said, if you're going out and like supporting your friends, like for instance, like if, if Kurt is DJing at Barstool and yeah. like I'm off and I'm there, like I'm going up to the booth and like if he's about to do like an EDM drop, like I'm getting my phone out and I'm capturing that for him. Yeah. You know, I'm putting it on my Everybody feed, starts, but like I'm doing it for him, you know, like. So it, to your point, when I see someone of my friends behind me with a video, I'm like, yeah, before you write you know, anything on that, save it and send it to me. Yeah. Before you write anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's always good to have those in your bag just yeah, in case you want to do a recap and stuff exactly. like that. Because yeah. I've been in those nights where I'm in my bag, like especially downstairs at Barstool. I'm like, I don't have time to look at my phone. No. Somebody, I, I heard this on a podcast, like DJing, and I'll have to go up and look and see where I heard it exactly because it's a great quote. Um, but DJing is like playing Tetris on level 10 for four hours straight. You know, it's constant. Boom, boom. Like some edits you play are a minute and 30 seconds. You know, you got to have that song lined up immediately. And in that time frame, you know, I can't like load up a song, mix, pull out my phone, get a video, put it down. It's very tough as a DJ to be able to capture some of that content sometimes. So, um, you know, if you're out and about, take some videos of us playing. Like, well, most of the time we're going to repost you 90% of the time. Yeah. And especially, like I said before, if you're a friend of ours and you're listening to this, save it before you write anything on it. And then... (laughs) And then, you know, give me the original. Yeah, Yeah, I would like the original without your stupid caption. So I don't have to write over it. And so do you, so you, I, I, you know, I'm pretty good at sharing things. Kurt, you're pretty good at sharing things. Nate, you, you know, you share your stuff too. So do you care what people are writing on it? Um, I mean, so with, I mean, certain things you're obviously you want to, you know. Yeah. So like without a doubt, most of the time, like if somebody posts a story where I'm out at a club or something, I'm likely not looking at it until after i'm done yeah and i'll listen to it and look at it and <laughs> so I and, and i'll and i'll see if like like you know if this is something that i like i want to put out there sometimes like i'm like barely in it like something like yeah it, it really depends you know um i would say like i said 90 percent of the time if you're at a venue that i'm at and you're tagging the venue and you're tagging me i'm like 90 percent of the time reposting that right um so yeah i mean i I'll share anything. So, sorry, this thing is like being weird now um, with this camera. But um, so it's funny you say that because, um, man, this is really messing me up between hitting the space bar here and this camera. But um, 
Kurt, so are you, so are you do you care what people are like writing on posts when they share it? I certainly think so. Yeah. Um I, I wouldn't say that I'm not in, not encouraging people to repost. You want to post anything that encourages oh, yeah. people to come out and see me, feel free to do so, but I'm right. definitely going to censor it. Decide yeah. like what it is that I'm reposting. So, it's funny that you say you don't touch your phone while you're DJing. If someone's capturing me in like a scratch, like a during a scratch intro or something, I'm not reposting that till after the night where I could hear it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, I'm not posting it because, like, I, you know, what I mean, we all want to sound clean, right? Yeah. So I'm making no, sure it, my transition was clean on that, like doing these things because I was like, oh man, I don't, you know, what I mean, I don't want to be the first person that gets put up on like some kind of meme because, like, oh, listen to this guy scratch. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with like you on that too. I mean, there, there's definitely been like fair share of moments where you know a mix or like a tone play transition, you know, was you know, one semitone off or like you, yeah. you messed up and you know, I do take that into consideration. That's something yeah. that I don't post because it, it kind of, and you know, I encourage, you know, being hands on and having fun at your gig, but you know, that's something for instance, where like, where you were saying, like if you were scratching and like, it wasn't clean and it didn't sound good that like, I'm probably not reposting that. Okay. But Kurt? like, I, I encourage DJs to get creative and have fun when they're out there, but. Kurt, are you waiting to listen to certain things before nah, you post his, he, I, I've never heard him do a bad scratch before. He's one of the most, he's one of the best like fundamentally scratching DJs wants, that I've seen. Whenever piping me up this whole career. Dude, I'll pump your thing. tires. Whenever, <laughs> whenever <laughs> what's your PSI on, on, on the car you get out there? I'll pump, I'll pump them out for you. It's like, Pumps. Whenever, whenever, <laughs> whenever I see him DJ, you know, I'm, I'm constantly like, I would say most of the time when I see you in the booth, we're like, 95% of the time talking about DJing. 100%. And, I was going to compliment like, on and, that. And like like I'm asking questions because I look up to him in terms of Thank you. being very good at being fundamentally scratching and everything. Yeah. And that's something that I strive to be able to do. So I'll watch him whenever he's doing and then when the time is right when whenever he's out of the mix or the scratch and you know he goes back on to look for a song, you know, I'll say like, you know, hand placement or you know whatever it may be you know too high too low this that the other okay so since you're a faithful listener and we're getting pretty deep here in time wise you know that i always have the guests come in and ask me a question like usually one or two questions so what i'm going to throw to you since you look up to kurt yo is there any questions you want to ask kurt and is there anything you want to ask me oh putting you on the spot this is, how, this is how I know if they listen. Why don't you think not. of it, and I'll give me my response to what you were going to say. So well, I feel like the never mind. the number one question <laughs> I feel like a lot of people ask is like the five, ten-year plan or whatever. But yeah. I think you, you've touched on that and that you yeah. want to do radio. Yeah, for sure. And that's a goal of yours. Um, what about Kurt? I know. Like, since you look up to Kurt, is there anything? Yeah, but I want to I want to get a question. I don't want to ask him a question. I want you guys to answer the, both the same question. Oh, okay. I like that. Ooh, two different perspectives. Yeah, why don't you sit on that there? Um, <laughs> what's your favorite song right now? Oh, God. What's your favorite song right now? Not to play for people. What is your favorite song right now? Oof. Or what? It, or or if I go into your Spotify, what's that? What's your first song on your Spotify that you have favorited or liked right now? Uh, pull, pull it up. What do you got? Let me it, see. Oh, how do I do that? How do I do? You that? have Spotify. You yeah. use Spotify. Go to Spotify. Go to yeah. your like tracks. And what's the first one on there? What are you going to library? Yep. Like songs. First song. First one. Vindicated. Dash poor confessional. There you go, Kurt. What's yours? You're not gonna like mine because Yo, mine's is like five hundred things. You want to hear my top three? My top three. Uh, second one, Kryptonite. Three doors down. <laughs> Number three, 
Lightning Crashes by Live. Do you know that song? No. Lightning I know crashes and old father dies. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Mine's is all tech house stuff. I'm really big into the house stuff. That's the reason okay. why I want to throw the party. Is there- there's a ton. Dude, there's too many to name. There's a, the Saturday Love one, which is a old school song. If you remember, it was like Wednesday, it's Thursday, question, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. I used to love that song. I looped Thursday when we do the Poor Decisions party for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, big fan of Michael Sparks, which is like more bass house stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff that is on YouTube of them breaking down how they make it because last time we talked yeah. about I've been slacking on the production stuff but like it's still like just very I feel like I'm very in the interesting the same way that it was with DJing everything feels relevant I'm just watching on YouTube like oh that's how you do this that's how you do here's how you zoom in you know what I mean like it's, yeah. all of it feels relevant I think I'm just a slow learner and I think a lot of it is just like you know me really being interested in learning and doing uh, so all that. I'm going to use this as a thing for now when I bring people on. What's 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 the, your the first, spot, the what, first? Yeah, just the just first, like the top three. Yeah, like, just just like whatever your last liked song on Spotify was. So that might like, have. Been, how does that work? Is that like my first like song? So if no. My, so like if you just if go, I scroll all the way to the bottom, it's Bush Glycerine. Yeah, yeah. So like if you if you go into like your library and you get a liked song. Yeah, I did. Whatever that. the last liked song that you have on your Spotify. Oh, so that okay. How many do you guys have? Oh, one thousand one hundred. Yeah, it sounds about. I was gonna say mine is like ninety three. So ninety three. Yeah. So do this, you not favorite songs? No. Put, yeah, you should, especially you for your doing? sets and stuff. Uh, here's you know just here's like what you like, you go back to song. everything. One a.m. Meek Mill. Waiting is a banger. Banger. Yep. Yeah, dude. I, I'm so const- I'm constantly. There's a reason why mine is the way it is, though. So when I started the pop punk party, I didn't know you could like like songs and they would go to things. I was just play. Spotify playlists. I was liking playlists. So that's how I was doing it. But then I would like pop punk songs just so I can put them in a library yeah. and then add them to a play, my own We all playlist. do that. Or at yeah. least I can confirm so that. So now I that, that I know that that is a thing. Yeah, 100%. Love you, that. Any any songs that you like on Spotify and you go onto like playlists, it'll like curate a mix based off of the songs that you've liked mm-hmm. and it will give you like similar artists for stuff. And like that'll, nice. and, like, that'll open up like a lot of new music for you Talk to play. Talk of exclusive if yeah. you didn't know this. Yeah, <laughs> There's a like song category on Spotify. If we're gonna end up good, can I compliment him? Because yeah. I feel like okay, you're a co-host. You can do whatever you want. All right, cool. I, I don't want to disrupt the conversation of Spotify because I also love Spotify. I also recommend if you're on Apple Music to switch to Spotify. I don't get I'm sponsored Spotify by Spotify, guy. but I I think if three DJs are in the same room saying like, hey, you should make the switch, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. What I just wanted to say at some point, I thought it would come up, but I felt like it was at some point. But uh, just to say, like, I, Nate is someone who is not there to be drunk. So he is not someone who there to meet women or do it don't get me wrong i'm sure you know everybody has who they like or whatever but there is a thing that i think that most people don't i don't want to say have but i can definitely name two three maybe four people in total that you can just tell that they're there for the music and if you're not there for the music and this is kind of similar what you're like are you checking what's blah 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 i'm letting everyone have everything unedited knowing what i'm about because i'm not hiding who i am or how i'm djing or like scratching this that the other thing if i mess up so what i mess up and I'm able to let it roll off of my yeah. back. And I think having that confidence within yourself is really what 
is what is developmental in me. I'm not, you know, everything is just playing. I feel like I'm enjoying myself. I'm yeah. having a good time. Like you're live guarding the outside. I compliment you. Thank you. Right? Times yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're just like texting me like I'm shazamming. That's all I'm, I'm, like, shaz- I'm like shazamming it on my watch as I'm, but as I'm listening in my car. What I was going to say about Nate is every time that I meet him or I tell you, he always has a question to ask, which I love about that. So it's not just about like, um, you know, can I have this song? It's always like, why did you do this this way? How did you do this this way? Like Sometimes that. he's hitting load on the button that he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, one time. Oh, that was so much fun. One time one, at band camp. Yeah. One time, Kurt, he had his S11 mixer in front of him, and I was just like noticing the differences between the S9 and the S11. And <laughs> I'm like, these load buttons are a lot bigger than how they are on the S9. And I accidentally pressed it. You never touched another whatever, DJ's buttons. Whatever he had playing, whatever he had playing, instantly stopped, and it went into like an intro 16 bar version of whatever song was on there Oof. so it was like you know i'm good yeah i'm feeling it might not even be the time to play it and yeah. i was like I, I looked at him and i was like i am so sorry and he couldn't stop laughing yeah like, and like that's, that's yeah. like that's the personality that you have yeah. to have like you yeah. know he's like it's whatever dude like yeah you, whatever. Yeah. you could i'm being dead honest there have been nights like where people come out to me i'm trying to pay attention you like want to mix the thing like you could literally pull the whole volume down everyone staring at me i'm not uncomfortable and I think you need to get to that point because if you, I'm not saying I'm the, uh, you you get what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. I think if everyone can just be comfortable enough to be themselves, to not feel uncomfortable at any moment, you can truly be your best self. So maybe if I'm 12th in the city, 15th in the city in comparison to, you know, a sat one at Venice, or Martin or whatever, you know, people who I think are one of the Nate yourself. Like, I really think there are a lot of people who do a great job within what it is that they do. I mean, who's going to cut over sat? and be like, you know, everyone's going to bow down. I think Martin and Nico are probably one of the more like, yo, let's go, let's get it. And I love that about what they do. I mean, for Nate, I know he's super clean. He's going to pick great songs. He's going to do. So I think everyone with We all have our niches. Exactly. And And I think if you think of it in that manner, that, you know, you don't have to be on the mic to be the best DJ. I think you can use the mic and really emphasize what it is that you're doing. Yeah. But really... Dig into what you're really good at. I'm sorry if I'm getting like super loud no, doing like this, it. but yeah. I think if you dig into what you're really good at and what you're interested in, you'll begin to really develop and you know get to that better point where you're starting to hear those compliments of like, yeah, Yo, you really do this really well. When in reality, maybe you were kind of like, I don't know if I should do this. I'm not sure if blah blah blah. So I think that the more I get the compliments, the more I'm just like trying to double down on that. Yeah, and do, I love you know, the compliments. Sort of thing. Oh, dude, so people are so nice. It yeah. makes like, it makes everything yeah. worth it. Like, 100. Yeah, it's as good as getting paid, in my opinion. You, you coming up to me after a private event, or like even at a bar, and they just come up and they're just like, "Yo, man, like I just wanted to tell you, like you're dope." Like I'm like, "Oh, thank you, dude." Like, like that stuff right there is awesome, especially like from the security guards. Like that, that like makes my night. It's 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 the little things as being a DJ that can you know make driving in. I'm not gonna lie. When you posted all the text mess conversations from poor decisions, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's ever happened to me. So I'm happy for you, man. Thank like, you. I appreciate sick. that. People are that's like sick. I said, people are very nice, and I think it's just another thing is too. People know I'm gonna post it, so I think that's another uh, determining yeah, yeah, factor. Yeah. But again, there are a lot of people who are like, wow, we really didn't expect to have a good time. And like I said, there's nothing more important than the music. So I'm not gonna stop and like that's whatever where a lot I'm of doing. People short. They mm-hmm. short entertainment, and yeah. you know that's one thing you cannot short. What yep. keeps people in the bar entertainment yeah and just you know be humble in whatever way say thank you appreciative yeah. but you're right it's it's can be 
tough to not like want to you know let it creep in but you you just can't you got to curb that you got to be thankful you got to really but i think that at the core of me when i was first coming in it wasn't like that it was you know we talked about this on previous podcasts yeah i wouldn't call it gatekeeping but we had the players that were in and i'm like man i don't know if i'm gonna fit in and now i feel as if now it's a lot more welcoming and i'm like oh yeah i just fit in because that's who i naturally am and i feel like if it changes again i might not you know, I might struggle a little bit yeah. because I'm not standoffish in a lot of way. You know, I'm more willing to be like, ah, oh, like maybe you're not the best, but you should get a shot. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because maybe they become somebody who was like, yo, you were the first person to really put me on. And then if that person remembers you and they end up DJing at the next so and so, yo, you helped me out. I want to make sure that I help you out. You know what I mean? So I think I'm trying to see those kids that are coming up now. Who are like this guy helped me? He's a great person. This that the other. I I would like to. Be That's why I, that. now yeah. what what I, if I get the second opportunity that I'm hoping I get with Stratus is like I'm gonna eventually be able to pay those people back. That yeah, exactly. Had me throughout the entire. Hey, listen, thing. take a Wednesday. You know, and yeah, take a Friday, yeah. take a Saturday, whatever. Exactly. It might be. I think that's I think that's a wonderful way to look at it. And yeah. I think we and we were talking about this earlier in the podcast. I think we need a quote unquote arcade. I think we need an area to hang out. I think we need meetups. I think the best thing that we can do for the culture is give back to it because I feel like we're, you know, as every year goes on, everyone keeps talking about like ah these kids don't get it, like this that the other thing it's like, "Well, what are we doing about it?" You know what I mean? So I think that's the one thing. If I had an opportunity, it would be able to be have a space where people can have a club championship where people can, you know, I'm not saying that we would teach people, but I think just more or less as like an area where people can show off and have fun and enjoy themselves. And I think if yeah. we had that um, time to be able to do it, that people I love would. That. Yeah, I, I think so too. And you can have the podcast there, you know, make a show off like the new Scratchy has been messing with. I think just having that would really develop, I think, more people to encourage to be a part of it. Whether or not you have the best is this, that, the thing. But imagine some, you know, 15 year old kid wins it two, three times in a row. And then the next thing you know, he gets to. DJ at so-and-so when he turns 18, 21. You know what I mean? I think that's what I would really like to do if I had the money and I think of my own children in the same sense. But I hope that whatever it is that you decide to do or I decide to do, that you're just putting – put everything into it, man. Just yeah. – you know, it's it's very hard to be like, I'm just going to unapologetic because everyone doesn't want to get judged. Yeah. But I think that the more that you do it, the better that you know, the easier it's insightful, it comes. Man. I yeah. like that. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, no, that's actually I had a, two Tonka Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blame it on the teeth. Yeah. So I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. I appreciate you guys uh, coming in, Nate. Thank you for making the trip. I know it's not a short yeah, one. Absolutely. Kurt, great co-host. I'm definitely gonna have. I'll to be have in you. season two, three. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a regular here. Yeah, I everyone's my, gonna get sick of here. Yeah. I have my no. I have my buddy Benny that's gonna do it every once in a while. I, I like the co-host aspect. It really takes a lot of the pressure off me. I like it. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. Three people in the room is a lot better than two. Yeah kind of like bounce off each other yeah and i think you know eventually once i get more money maybe i'll get a fourth mic actually i have a fourth mic maybe and i have a fourth input so maybe one day i'll get like a round table like of djs and we just think it'd be a good idea yeah maybe that'll be what part of that meetup thing maybe we'll do a talk with tonka meetup like you should summer send-off kind of deal yeah i'll I'll talk to you after a couple some ideas i don't want to stop yeah but i love that okay before you uh before you cut it okay just do a little outro words of wisdom dj nader let's do it nader style let's go um, any DJs, you know, interested in, in coming up on the scene? I've been DJing for about eight, nine years now. Um, you know, there's some things that I wish I knew in the beginning that could really, you know, help and benefit you guys. Um, one thing is that uh, 
practice makes progress. Practice doesn't make perfect. Um, nope, makes progress. In, yep. in, wow. in DJing, nothing, you can never be perfect at DJing. Nope. Yep. There is always new music to come out. There is always new ways to get creative for your sets. So practice makes progress and, you know, always be practicing that stuff. Um, the other thing I will say is you have to play the game. Um, on If you're trying to play at a venue... You're not going to play at that venue by sending an email or yeah or Instagram messaging somebody. Go out and see them in person. Thank you. Um, yep. Talk talk to the DJs that are playing there now, mm-hmm. and um, you know I'll just put this out there right now. You know if anybody ever has any questions for me about DJing or anything, you know don't hesitate to reach out because yeah. you know I am I am here to be able to give my insight on what I've learned in this industry, uh, you know, throughout the past eight, nine years that I've been DJing. So, um, practice makes progression, you know, play the game, go out, see some DJs, talk to some DJs. And, uh, I just want to thank you so much for having me on. It's, yeah, it's came I, full circle from I, listening to your episode. I so. really like what you just said, because now that I have this opportunity to book people, someone, uh, I'm not going to name a name. He's not from here, but he reached out to me in an email about open dates in June. I don't know this guy from Adam. He didn't introduce himself, didn't do anything, just thought I was going to give him a date because he used to play there. Told him there was no availability. What about July? Sorry, man. I have my group of guys. If something comes up, I'll holler at you. And then he made an introductory email after I blew him off twice. If he would have led with the introductory email, the full spiel, where he came from, blah, 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 I probably would have booked him. But now I'm not going to book him, especially because the venue told me not to. But... I would have probably booked him one time just because he introduced himself properly. Yep. Manners matter. The first, (laughs) the first thing that you should never talk to anybody about, uh, you know, a manager or someone that handles venues, the, you should never talk about booking the opportunity to book me at that place on your first meeting. You should get to know the person, you know, I'm saying in, in this industry, a lot of the times opportunities will come day of like yeah. like for instance like we had there was an opportunity for a gig for this weekend where you know we got reached out to and it was like i need a dj here you know Happened being today yeah yeah <laughs> literally literally today you know yeah. like those opportunities are going to come if you're just there so don't ask for the gigs come out and support and if you're a good decent guy and i've seen your content and you can spin i'm gonna be like what about that? Like that, I've seen that guy. He's he's grinding. He's working. Give him a shot. And like yeah. that one opportunity makes the world of a difference for you know, uh, you know, quote unquote bedroom DJ who's looking for that gig. So, um, yeah. All right. So well, that's a good spot to wrap it up. Thank you guys both for coming. This has been Talking with Talk episode fifteen. So whenever this video gets up on YouTube, because this camera died during. Nate's spiel, I apologize, but to this camera on the bottom of my screen at Taco with Tonka on Instagram, my personal Instagram is at DJ Tonka underscore, and the person that you can't see, but I'm pointing at him, so I'll put it on, I'll put it with my finger. It'll say uh, DJ Courtesy. Want to spell it? K U R T E O U S Y. Yeah, I, buy I probably could have got that. <laughs> and then uh, pointing, I'll put it under here. DJ Nader, DJ N A T E R. You got it. Boom! Look at that. So episode 15. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, next week. Um, I forget who I have on, but I have someone. So, well, I actually, I'm terrible. Wow, what, a, what an intro to next week's episode. Yeah, where, where are you at this weekend? We don't, oh, we don't, yeah. where am I at this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barstool Parlay, Friday, Phillies game during the day, Saturday, lead in the Swan Saturday night, Phillies game again on Sunday. Word. What about you guys? Uh, Friday, 
Without looking at your schedule, were you? <laughs> this weekend, I got Friday, all... Friday, I'm 100% at Wicked Wolf. I know that for a fact. Um, Sunday, I know I'm in Atlantic City at NOLA's in, uh, at Ocean's Casino. But Saturday, and you're drawing a blank. Might be 10th and Willow. I don't know. Okay. Kurt? I do, I, this week, I'm doing so private fun. events only for God knows what, <laughs> what reason. I know it just happened to be the week that you brought me in. The following week, though, I'm at Barstool on Thursday. Friday, I'm at 10th. And then I'm doing parlay again on Saturday. Love so that. That's exciting. I got it. It's Friday, Wicked Wolf. Saturday's Atlantic City at Ocean Casino. And Sunday's off. So, Oh, so you had... Okay, it was this day was flop. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. See you guys.